I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, the podcast. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411, all about Jake Spencer and this little guy's background and all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yep. Amanda's going to get us started today. I am. He first showed up May 4th, 2007 is his birthday. He was played by twins Landon and Trey. And then he was played by triplet girls, which I thought, I know they can swap out babies because babies, but I thought that was interesting. All three girls, Amanda, Miranda, and Marissa Jones portrayed him. Aren't they? I thought it was super cute. Uh, others listening can't hear, but are so <gasps> cute. Oh my gosh, they're adorable. <laughs> okay, so real quick, say what website you're using. Oh, way. sorry, generalhospitalfandom.com. So you can go on generalhospitalfandom.com yes, and, and see the picture, cute triplets. They, they are cute. They are super cute. They played Jake in 2007 on GH and GH Night Shift. Okay. And then twins Edward and James Nybor portrayed Jake from 2007 to 2010. They're not identical. Which, how, I don't know how they swapped them out like that. But James appeared as Jake in Jason's Dream and Lucky's Hallucinations in 2011. And then, I grew up with fraternal twins that looked identical. They looked exactly the same, and they were very huh. difficult to tell apart, but they were fraternal. Yeah, they, again, picture, they look yeah. identical mm-hmm. enough to me, obviously, enough to play it. James Nygabor returned to the role July 9th, 2015, but was recast and made his last appearance March 3rd, 2016. Anyway, super cute pictures. But yeah, again, I know they swap babies out all the time, but three cute little girls. I mean, that's just adorable. So background on how he became to be. Elizabeth finds out that Lucky, we were just talking about the storyline the other day, Mm because I just love all that drama. Elizabeth finds out that her husband, Lucky, is addicted to pain pills and is having an affair with Maxie Jones. 
After promising to get clean, Elizabeth again finds Lucky in bed with Maxie and is devastated. She ends up going to her longtime friend, Jason Morgan, for comfort. That's what we're calling it these days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When she finds out that Jason walked in on his girlfriend, Sam McCall, in bed with Rick Lansing. The two of them sleep together to console each other. In the morning, they both decide to go their separate ways for the sake of the people they love. Later, though, Elizabeth finds out she's pregnant and not sure if Jason or Lucky is the father. Luckily, no, sorry. Lucky, high on drugs, tries to make a fake drug bust on Jason and ends up nearly hitting Elizabeth. When he and Jason find out she's pregnant, he promises to get clean for the sake of the baby. Elizabeth later has a paternity test done on the baby and it shows that Jason is the father. She keeps this a secret, however, and lets everyone believe Lucky is the father. During her pregnancy, Elizabeth was under constant stress due to the fact that she was keeping the paternity a secret. She also took two hard falls while pregnant and suffered from hypothermia. During the Metrocourt hostage crisis, Elizabeth has some cramping due to stress and dehydration. Following the hostage crisis, Elizabeth ends up telling Jason the truth while stuck in an elevator with him. After she and Jason were rescued, she stayed overnight at the hospital to monitor her pregnancy, but the cramping had subsided. Jason and Elizabeth vow to do whatever they have to do to keep their child safe, including having Jason give up his rights to their son in order to protect him from the mob. However, during the black and white ball in 2007, after being egged on by Sam, who found out that right after Jake was born, Jason comes clean with Lucky about being Jake's father. Eventually, though, Jason, Liz, Lucky, and Sam agree to continue letting everyone believe that Lucky is Jake's father in order to keep him safe. After letting everyone believe that Lucky is Jake's father, he's still kidnapped. That gets into our storyline later. But basically, you know, sometimes you need someone to console you because you're so upset. And things happen, and then, oops, you end up pregnant. There's no oops. There's only one way for it to happen. Oops, she was upset. He was consoling her. And oops, that's not an oops. <laughs> What's a soap opera without a couple unplanned pregnancies? Anyway, as I said, on May 4th, 2007, Elizabeth goes into labor and passes out while trying to call for help. Jason, who stopped by to check on Elizabeth, takes her to General Hospital. Her son is delivered by C-section, and although he wasn't breathing when he was born, he is saved. Jason spends some time with his son while waiting for Elizabeth to wake up before Lucky arrives. When the two bond as a family with Jake, Elizabeth goes into a coma. She doesn't wake up for a while. Jason has a request from Elizabeth that if something happened to him, Jason would tell Lucky the truth. Lucky for Jason, just as he's about to tell Lucky, they've used that word too many times, that he himself is the father. Elizabeth wakes up. Elizabeth names her baby Jacob Martin. Both she and Lucky agree to name their friends, Nicholas Cassidine and Emily Quartermain. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. As godparents. She tells Lucky, Nicholas, and Emily that the reason she chose the name was because she always liked the name Jake, and Martin was to honor her late maternal grandfather. When Jason visits her and Jake, she tells him the other reason for the name. She gave her son Jason's initials as part of his name. Jason is honored and happy that she and Jake are safe. Aw, dang. <laughs> Sam eventually finds out the truth about Jake and is devastated. She wanted to have Jason's child, but found out she was infertile due to a gunshot wound she sustained when someone tried to kill Jason. When Maureen Harper kidnaps Jake in the park while Elizabeth has her back turned, Sam watches the kidnapping and says nothing. I was so mad during that storyline. Mm-hmm. That was so wrong. She was such a jerk. You don't watch kid. Ugh, that's awful. Anyway, Jason, under arrest for murdering Lorenzo Alcazar, 
quickly gets himself out of jail to go and find his son. He gets the help of Amelia Joffe, who made several calls to Maureen and heard a baby crying. She became suspicious as Maureen's newborn daughter died a few months before in a house fire. Jason and Amelia track down Maureen and find Jake with her. Maureen hands the baby over and reveals that Sam saw the kidnapping happen. This causes Sam and Jason to break up. Lucky and Elizabeth end up divorcing when Jason reveals that he is Jake's father at the black and white ball. Later on, Lucky agrees to let everyone believe he is Jake's father to keep him safe, to both Elizabeth and Jason's satisfaction. In December 2008, the Russian mob threatens Jason. This leads to him sending Elizabeth with Jake and her other son Cameron up to the mountain to a remote cabin with Sam to hide out. The Russian mob, however, finds them, and Sam and Liz hold them off, but Jake ends up getting kidnapped. Jason eventually shows up, and he and Sam give chase to the Russians to find Jake. They corner them in a warehouse, but it catches on fire. Luckily, Sam jumps out of a window with Jake right before it blew up. I love the way they right before that mm-hmm. blows up all the time. The best timing. They bring Jake back to Elizabeth and Lucky, and Jason decides to leave parenting Jake to Elizabeth and Lucky to keep him safe breaking up with Liz in the process. In September 2009, Port Charles hosts a carnival at GH. A reconciled Liz and Lucky bring Cameron and Jake along, while Jason and Sam are on a date, bringing them together again. Jake runs away from Elizabeth just before Jake's great-grandfather, Edward Quartermain, drives his his car through the carnival. I remember that. That was so weird. Like, why did we just do one carnival at GH? Yeah, that's not hasn't been like a reoccurring every year. That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be. They need to bring that back. That was a good carnival until Mm -hmm. Edward came through. Edward Quartermain drives his car through the carnival, unconscious at the wheel. His car collapses the tent Jake went into, and Jason, Elizabeth, Sam, and Lucky rummage through the debris, are able to find Jake, who was rushed to the hospital with a suspected concussion. Luckily, the doctors give a clean bill of health, and Jake goes home with his family in good condition. On March 17th-18th, 2011, Jake is hit by a car in a hit-and-run. He is declared brain-dead and is put on life support. After Carly Jacks learns of this, she goes to Jason and informs him that her daughter Jocelyn has cancer and needs an organ transplant. She asks Jason for Jake's kidneys. Lucky and Elizabeth agree to donate Jake's organs, and the transplant saves Jocelyn's life. After a police investigation, it is revealed that Luke Spencer was the one who hit Jake. Most people agree that it was a horrible accident, but Lucky blames his father's drinking for the accident. Luke, stricken with grief over killing his son's son, which would be Why didn't they just say his grandson? (laughs) Luke, stricken with guilt, guilt over killing his grandson, spins out of control. He trashes the haunted star, tries to provoke Jason into killing him, and eventually leaves town. Luke eventually returns and sobers up. In Jake's honor, Luke later sets up a charity in Jake's name, and Elizabeth and Jason thank him for honoring their son. He also has Coleman chains Jake's bar to the floating rib because he doesn't want to see a big neon sign that says Jake on it. I remember that. I do remember that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I remember all of that just because it was so recent, but until you read that, I kind of forgot right. that that's why the, Jake's the, switched the, its name to. So with that. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead until 2015. On July 2015, Luke went to Cassadine Island to find Jake after Lucky told him that Jake was alive. Lucky didn't say where Jake could be found, but Luke assumed Cassadine Island. So that's where they went. After talking with Helena, she finally told him it was true and after four years that Jake was alive. 
Luke didn't believe it until Jake drove his remote control car into the living room, ironically hitting Luke in the foot. Helena left them to talk alone. Jake then tells Luke his name is Jake and asks Luke what his name is. And this was Luke's final thing. This was, Luke was gone a month later. Don't Jake, cry. It's okay. Yeah. I know, but then Jake is reunited with Lucky. Yeah. And it was Jonathan Jackson Lucky, and yeah. he came just because it was Luke leaving. Mm-hmm. So thanks, guys. That was special. <laughs> Jake is then reunited with Eliz- Lucky, then Elizabeth, and then meets Big Jake, mm-hmm. who at the time we thought was Jason. Right. As Jake. Thank goodness we did Drew Kane a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So we can kind of follow this. He's also given a clean bill of health by Patrick. And then at the appointment, Jake meets Sam and Carly again. Because at this time, he meets his grandmother, Monica, and cousin Michael. On August 14th, he finally meets his little brother, Danny, and they play together with motorcycles. While their mothers look on, Sam with a smile on her face and Elizabeth with a look of terror on hers. (laughs) Right before Sam and Danny leave, Jake, Jake Jason, (laughs) comes back and sees them. Jake later watches his parents, Elizabeth and Jake, Mm-hmm. get married again, engaged again. In September, Jake wakes up from a dream that Jason is going to leave them, but he is reassured that he won't. In October, Jake comes home with a cut over his eye from a fall while running home. So in October, you know, he's doing stuff around the house. It says grandma, but I'm assuming that means Laura. Mm-hmm. Jake is seen standing outside of his parents' room and he tells them that the grandma is there. Why doesn't it say Laura. Later on, Jake colors a picture for his grandma. Then Laura hears a scream and goes to see what ha- goes to see what happened and sees Cameron with a mask on his face on the floor holding his head. Jake tells Laura that Cameron fell, but Cameron says that Jake pushed him by accident because he didn't like his Halloween mask. And this is when we started to get into Jake having like PTSD from right. Spoon Island. I feel like they should have worded that whole situation a little bit differently mm-hmm. though because it says essentially the same thing last week in Cameron's story right I think we could have just said he has PTSD yes later Jason and Elizabeth come home and when Elizabeth Laura talk later Jason and Elizabeth come home while Elizabeth and Laura talk Jake and Jason bond and Jason tells him that he's his real daddy so on Halloween, Jake is seen with his brothers doing the trick-or-treating that we talked about last week with, they were all dressed like little football players. Jason was going to be taking them out. And Elizabeth Liz came home and was a... Because I just always have an extra cheerleader, adult cheerleader costume in my closet. So after they all come home and everything, Elizabeth asks Cameron and Jake if they would be okay with Jake adopting them after they get married. And she did talk to Jason first. Cameron says yes, and so does Jake. But he again says that Jake doesn't have to adopt him because he's already his son. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth puts a stop to that conversation. In November, he is seen rehearsing what he's going to say at the wedding. Later on, he is seen getting ready for his brothers. This is where we're talking about the ice cream that we're going to. the fighting over the guest book. If you want to know exactly what I'm talking about, listen to last week's episode about Cameron. And yes. it's all the same stuff. But then the morning after the wedding, Jason tells Jake that no one will be calling him little Jake anymore because his name is Jason and he's his father, to which Jake hugs him and says, I know. <laughs> Jason then tells Jake to get him what he to tell him what he means. He asks if he saw him or anything on Cassadine Island. But Liz injects and stops the conversation before Jake rats her out by telling them to go get ready for school. Before Jake goes to school, he gets a visit from Grandma Monica. Oh, maybe that could have been the other grandma. 
we do need to differentiate when we're talking. I think it was. Grim. I think it was well, Laura. I said later in there, Laura. Right. So. He walks him and tells him to learn to be nice and be nice to the to learn a lot and to be nice to the other kids. Then his mom takes him to school on Thanksgiving. Jake goes to the quarter mains where he is greeted by his grandma. When Jake finds out that Helena is dead, he gets so upset that he drops a glass figure. And when his mom asks if he's upset, he says yes. This is when Elizabeth finally realizes that he needs help. Later on, Danny arrives to play with the cars and motorcycles. And he tells Danny that his mom, Elizabeth, knows a secret about their dad, which Sam overhears. Mm. Then the next day after Thanksgiving, Jake and Danny have a play date. And during the play date, Sam asks Jake about the secret he's keeping. And he tells her that it made his grandma, Laura, mad at his mom. But once he starts to clam up, Sam backs off. After Jason leaves Elizabeth's house without telling her to apologize to, for, to Sam for yelling at her, he comes downstairs and asks his mother where daddy was. Then on Christmas, Jake and his brother talk about what they want for Christmas, and Jake says he has everything he wants to be home with mom and dad. Then Elizabeth pulls out the Christmas stockings, and Jake asks if she had to get him a new one, but she says no, and that she actually kept it from when he was little. Then the boys wonder if Jason is going to be there. Elizabeth says she doesn't know because he's in jail. Yeah. We talked about this. Last week, he, he shows up with presents. Yeah. On New Year's Eve, Jake tells his mother that he saw someone outside the house and that he needs his daddy. Elizabeth calls the cops and then calls Jason to come over because Jake was scared. When he gets there, Jason makes it clear that he was always there for Jake and decides to stay with him for the night. The next day, Jason has a brief conversation with Elizabeth about the custody arrangement for Jake. So this is when they were supposed to get married, mm -hmm. and then they wound up not getting married because she lied to him about who he was and everything. So just a little backstory. That's why they are not together. Hey, when that happens. I know. Elizabeth tells Jason that she never thought about Jake having to live in two places before, but she agrees to an arrangement. In January 2006, Elizabeth takes Jake to work with her because he says that he has a stomach ache and she can't find a sitter. So when they get to the hospital, they see Franco and she tells Jake to promise not to talk to him. Franco comes over to Jake and Elizabeth, who are sitting on the bench and asks Jake if he wants to color. But Jake tells him that he's not supposed to talk with him. Then Officer Young. So Jake will not hear Elizabeth. She reluctantly tells Jake. She reluctantly lets Jake talk to Franco after he gives Jake crayons to color. And she tells Franco she will be watching him and that Jake is sick and he needs to remember that. When Elizabeth comes back, Jake and Franco are playing and she takes Jake to get something to eat. Jake leaves the paper he was coloring on the bench and Franco picks it up and sees that Jake was drawing creepy houses with black backgrounds surrounding them. Later on, Elizabeth and Jake are seen outside of Kelly's. But when she sees Sam with Jason, she suggests that they go to an Italian restaurant. What Italian restaurant? Sonny's? Only one, isn't it? I don't know. At some point, Jake broke a the picture that was found in Liz's house, and Jason found it. When they get back to the room, Sam is there, and Jake is very rude to her. Jake then claims that Sam was the person that broke into her his mother's house and broke their family picture. Mm. Jason says that he knows it wasn't Sam and that it's not good to lie. The next day, Jake goes to see a therapist that Kevin Collins recommended, and later on, the therapist tells Elizabeth that Jake is very attached to his father and he thinks that art therapy with Franco would be good for him. Much to Elizabeth's shock, the therapist suggests verbal therapy. While Elizabeth talks with the therapist, Jake colors with Franco. Jake gets upset that Sam is in his house and he blames her for breaking the family picture. Sam tries to tell him that she would never try to hurt him, but she claims he claims that she already did. 
And then Elizabeth takes Jake upstairs to build a racetrack. And Elizabeth tries to explain to him that her and Jason love him, but they're not getting married and they are not living together anymore. Then Laura shows up and Jake goes to bed. While Elizabeth and Laura are talking, Jake eavesdrops and here's his mom, Badmouth Sam. Jake is then seen drawing a picture of what looks like a dead Sam. So there's a constant... A few days later, Elizabeth asks Jake if he wants to come play soccer with his brothers, which he says that he hates soccer. Afterwards, Jason comes over. Jake shows him the picture uh, that he drew of the two of them and says that he can put it in the room that you and mommy sleep in. Jason then explains to him again that he loves Jake and his brothers, but he and Elizabeth are not getting married, nor will he be living with them, to which Jake does not react well. After Elizabeth leaves for work, Jason sits down with Jake, looks through his drawings, and finds the disturbing picture of dead-looking Sam. Jake then asks if he likes his drawings. On January 29th, Jake is seen with his dad, who is asking him about the lady in the picture. First, he says that the lady is pretend, then from a video game. Jason tries, which aren't, isn't that the same thing? Yeah. Okay. Jason tries to get him to open up before the sitter shows up. Then Jason leaves Jake and his sitter to play with Silly String, but Jake gets it in her hair. But then this is when, while alone, Jake throws something through the window to make it look like a stalker. Mm-hmm. And then he cut his finger. And a few minutes later, Sam shows up to see Elizabeth, who is in home. And she asks Jake where the sitter is and if he broke the window. Because the glass is on the outside, not the inside. He denies breaking the window and runs to the basement to hide from Sam. Sam ends up tripping and falls down the stairs. And Jake watches as she falls and looks as she lays at the bottom of the stairs. Jake is then seen looking at Sam and asking if she's okay. Then his babysitter calls his name, wondering where he went. Jake goes upstairs, and then when Jason and Elizabeth finally arrive, they find that Jake is gone. Then Elizabeth finds a note from Jake saying goodbye. Jason goes looking for Jake while Elizabeth stays home. When Jason gets back, he tells Elizabeth that Jake's bike is missing. A few minutes later, there's screeching and honking, and Elizabeth screams, Jake! (laughs) It was probably better than that. Jake is later seen in the hospital with facial bruising and a broken arm and a leg and an internal bleeding. Except this time, the doctors reveal that his prognosis is good. Jake regains consciousness with his parents by his side and didn't tell him why they ran away. That he didn't run away for the reasons they think he did. He's then wheeled in for surgery. There was complications during surgery, but he winds up being okay. Jake tries to tell Jason about Sam, but falls asleep before he can get the words out. When he wakes up, he tells his mom that he killed her. The next day, he says something about killing Sam, but he starts to confuse reality with his video game. But before Elizabeth can get any details, he passes out again. The next day, Elizabeth is seen sleeping. Man, Sam was down there for a long time. (laughs) So soon after, Jason shows up and Jake walks. Jake wakes up and asks if they're going to be a family and if his parents are going to be together. Elizabeth tells him that they will always be a family and his dad's his dad, but his parents won't be together. She also finally tells Jake that Sam had nothing to do with the parents breaking up. And that it was all her fault because she lied. Mm-hmm. Take some responsibility there, Liz. Later on, Sam shows up to reassure Jake that she's fine. But Jake thinks that she's a ghost. Sam tells him that she's alive and well. And none of it is his fault. On February 17th, Jake, Elizabeth and Jason find out that Jake's injuries are worse than the doctors previously thought. And he needs special individual care. This is when he goes out to Shriners. Shriners yep. And he had to have surgery to place rods in his left forearm and left tibia. Later on, Cameron, Aiden, and Nicholas come to visit him and his brothers, along with his dad, along with his dad, promise to help him become better at baseball. On March 1st, Danny and Sam come to visit. Danny also brings a truck, and then they go to play. On March 3rd, Elizabeth tells Jake that his bike is trashed, but that he's going home and back to school. (laughs) Elizabeth also tells him that there will be a welcome home Jake party. Elizabeth also tells Jake that he can start drawing class after school, 
and they get back and he asks if it can be with Franco and his son and Elizabeth says maybe. Later on, Jake FaceTimes Franco again and then Franco shows up at Shriners riding the bike that he got for Jake. A little while later, Jason and Sam show up to help Elizabeth take him home and before they leave the hospital, Jake and Danny go to the playroom. On April 25th, Jake is seen with his father waiting for Franco to show up for their art therapy session. Jake tells his dad that Franco is hardly ever late for their sessions and that he always shows up. Franco shows up with a puppy just as Jason goes to call Elizabeth. Jake asks Franco if he can have the puppy and Franco says yes, but Jason says no. Jason tells Jake that it really isn't the right time for the puppy, to which Jake responds, I hate you. Monica injects and suggests to Jake that they take the puppy to see the groundskeeper who has been looking for a dog. So Jake leaves and goes with Monica. And that's that's not Annabelle, is it? I think that is. I thought Annabelle was Danny's. Oh, no. I guess that is Annabelle. Yeah. On May 16th, Jake and his mom head to his therapist. Where's that dog? <laughs> we haven't seen that dog. No, you haven't. They Sorry. were like, in love with him for a while. And maybe. Then, or her. And then. So maybe Annabelle and Roxy are hanging out. Maybe. Yep. On May 16th, Jake and his mom head to the therapist. And even though he thought he was going to see Franco. Elizabeth tells Jake he isn't going to see Franco anymore, which upsets him a lot. I don't know why, because it didn't say. Soon after, Franco shows up and tells Jake that both of his parents decided to stop their sessions because Jason doesn't think that Franco is the right person to work with Jake because he didn't know that he was working with him, right? Right. And And then found out later on. made him angry. Mm -hmm. Jake is very unhappy with this, and he decides to go to his therapist on appointment on his own, but instead he runs away and ends up at Franco's doorstep. Later on, Franco calls Elizabeth to come get her son. Jake tells his mom that she didn't listen to him, so why should he listen to her? After talking to Franco, Elizabeth takes Jake home. On May 25th, Jake sings the changes. This changes everything at the 2016 Nurses Ball, which ends up being a duet with Franco because Jake gets stage fright. This was Hudson West. I forget when we flipped. Hudson West started in 2016. Okay. Okay, so at some point in 2016, Mr. Hudson West started, but he's the one that sang This Changes Everything at the 2016 Nurses Ball, which ends up as a duet with Franco because Jake gets stage fright. On June 22nd, Jake is seen with his mother and Franco at the new house. This was after Cameron burnt the other one down. Mm -hmm. Was that? Okay. Her house is the brownstone. Yeah. We talked about that last week. What happened to the brownstone? Her house is still the brownstone. Is it? And if you look up their address, like they say it on their addresses, it does say the it's address. the brownstone. It says the brownstone. Was that part of the refurbish that area? I don't think so. But even I guess they stopped referring to it as the brownstone after the fire and after the rebuild. I guess so because the brownstone had those very distinct mm-hmm. stairs to go up to it, and her house was on the porch. I don't know. It just makes me mad because the brownstone was significant and just a house. But they don't say it anymore, but it's the right. same house. Yeah. Okay. In August, Jake is reunited with his dad after his trip, after Jason's trip. Later in the month, Jake finds out that his dad and Sam are engaged, and he's really happy about it because Sam makes his dad happy, like Franco makes his mom happy. And then he's at the wedding with Danny. He also takes family pictures, which he does not like. Sam walks down the aisle. Jason and Sam get married. He's at the wedding with Danny. On Halloween, he's at the Metro Court with Mom, Dad, and Franco dressed as a ninja. And on Thanksgiving, he spends the day with his dad and brother and Danny watching football. In December, Elizabeth takes Jake, Cameron, and Aiden ice skating. 
It was also revealed that Jake is a huge fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins hockey player Sidney Crosby. On Christmas Eve, Jake is seen at GH with his brothers, his mom, grandmother, and Franco. Afterwards, Jake and his brother listened to Monica tell mm, the Christmas story. story. And then in 2017, on March 2nd, Franco tells Jake that he has a baby sister who is doing great. And then Jake rightfully assumes that Sam isn't okay. Jake feels ho- terrible about the way that he treated Sam. And he mentions the curse that Helena had put on him the last year. He also says that Danny, he and Danny talked and they're going to protect the baby. That's some good big brothers right there. That's cute. In March, Jake is seen with his mom and Franco. He also finds out that his dad and Sam are okay, as is his baby sister. He also gets to see a picture of baby Scout and says that she doesn't look cursed. He then unknowingly quotes a phrase from a book that Helena left Elizabeth in her will, which freaks out Elizabeth Franco. The next day, Jake and Franco draw a timeline of their lives, but Jake leaves a big blank spot for the time that he spent on Cassadine Island. Later on, Elizabeth noticed that there's a scarecrow on Jake's timeline that he drew in the middle of the night, but Jake doesn't remember drawing it. In, El- in April, Jason and Elizabeth take Jake to see Dr. Andre Maddox. After his sessions, he calls Franco. The next day, he shows up at Franco's doorstep and the two paint. Later on, Franco calls Jason and Elizabeth to get him, and Jake gets mad but leaves with his parents. A couple days later, Jake has another therapy session with Dr. Maddox, and then he gets mad at Franco for showing his mom the drawing and runs away because mm-hmm. didn't feel like he trusted him. He also tells Franco reportedly that he did not want his parents to know any more about the scarecrow. At the end of April, it was revealed that Jake is afraid of his father's old face. And later on, Jake fakes being sick with a 110 degree fever. How do you fake that? <laughs> Elizabeth, who's a nurse, didn't realize that that was way too high. (laughs) In early May, Jake tells his mom and Franco he wants to stay home for his birthday. His parents also discover separately uh, Chimeria. Do you remember that? Chimeria, Mm. whatever that is. Jake also receives a magic kit from Spencer. It was later revealed that it wasn't from Spencer. Wasn't that from Valentine? Mm -hmm. Okay. That had a Chimeria on it as well. And it was the one that Anna had been looking for. Jake is seen at the park with his parents, stepmom brother Aiden and Franco at the 2017 nurses ball Jake was supposed to do a magic show with assistance from Emma and Charlotte who that would then release the Chimera virus but canceled it at the last minute and after the ball is over Jake insists on doing his magic show but it was put to halt after after Jake was revealed to be in possession of the virus Jake was egged on by hallucinations of Helena telling him to release the virus but is talked down by his parents mostly his mother and the virus is contained In June, Jake is seen having a therapy session with Dr. Maddox again. Later on, Elizabeth gets a call from Jason telling her that Helena's henchman is in town and they need to get somewhere safe. And so they lock themselves in an exam room with Dr. Griffin and Jake gets to play doctor with Griffin as his patient. He is then seen with his mom and Aunt Hayden after she runs into her exam room to throw up. That's when everyone finds out that Hayden's preggers. (laughs) After the henchman is caught, Jake is seen with his parents and stepmom and hangs out with his aunt and tells her that she's pretty cool and hugs her. On September 22nd, his his step-aunt, Christina, takes him and his brother, Danny, to visit their comatose father. They also sing to him, and he wakes up shortly after they leave. In October, Jake is seen in the park with his parents. He also hears patient six call his name. A few days later, Jake tells Liz that the man in the park looks like Jason used to look. He also goes to see Andre about the man in the park. In November, Jake finds out about his father's twin, 
Jake spends Thanksgiving with his mom, brothers, and Franco. In December, Jake finds out that the man he thought was his father isn't and that he's his uncle. Jake doesn't take it well and tells Drew that he will always be his father. On Christmas, when Jason comes to give him a present, Jake rejects him. However, on May 7th, 2008, on Jake's birthday, his father Jason visited him with a birthday present and they started bonding very well. And then that was all that generalhospitalfandom.com had. They ended on May 7th, 2008. And I apologize for the hot mess that was my reading of that. (laughs) It was kind of tough. So, but I mean, like we talked about with the kids, there's so many times that they aren't Right, they're in the room or they're sitting at Kelly's or whatever. They're not actually participating in conversations. So I was able to find who's who in Port Charles. And it says Jake Weber, even though it's Jake Spencer. In early 2019, Jake proved to be a protective brother when Aiden became the target of a school bully. Jake tried to protect his brother from online attacks. Jake also experienced a bit of backlash when his new stepfather, Franco, was briefly believed to have murdered several several women. In fact, Franco let the police use him as bait to draw out the real murderer, infamous killer Ryan Chamberlain. However, once Ryan was presumed killed in a suicide jump, Franco was hailed a hero and things greatly improved for Jake. Other than the fact that he was at the reception, mm-hmm. Can you think of when we've actually seen Jake this year? No. Because we just talked about it. We don't even know if he knows. Which brings me to on celebratingthesoaps.com, General Hospital star Hudson West lands exciting new job. Article from September 7th, 2019. We knew it would only be a matter of time until we see this cutie in action again. Mm. General Hospital alum. Mm. Those two things make it sound like Hudson West left. Yeah, but everything else says to present, so he hasn't been recast yet. But, I mean, doesn't that make it sound like he's gone? Has just signed on for an upcoming series, and we've got all the details you need to know right here. According to reports, Hudson has signed on for a new series called Penny Dreadful City of Angels. The series is created by John Logan and, yes, also inspired by Penny Dreadful. I don't know what that means. Mm -mm. Set in 1938 Los Angeles, The series will explore a mix of supernatural and reality with characters connected to both sides of Santa Morte and the devil. Sounds pretty exciting, right? Hudson will play a character by the name Trevor Kraft in a recurring role. Of course, that's not the only project that he's been working on. He's also in a new movie by the name of Roads, Trees, and Honeybees, which is currently available on streaming devices such as YouTube, Amazon Prime, and other platforms. According to the young actor, he says there are a lot of differences he got to experience while filming the movie compared to General Hospital. And then it just talks about the difference there. And it says, with that said, Hudson is often regarded as one of the most talented young actors in the entertainment industry. Even though he's no longer on General Hospital, we have a feeling that we will be seeing much more of him both on the big screen and the small one. We will definitely keep you updated with more information about this young, promising daytime television vet in future as well so yeah that makes it sound like he's definitely done but they have not recast no anything i've seen no so we don't know what's going on with jake and i honestly just i i did not look on youtube we just said the other day like he still hadn't heard about he's still a sleepover right he's been sleeping over at a prank for weeks now but yeah so that's i guess that's it about jake yeah, so next week, I guess, is Aiden. 
yep, next week we'll talk about little Aiden, who's going to have even less to say. Right. I don't know. A lot of the same storyline, like we saw repeating on that one. Well, yeah, and that, that was the difficult part was, and okay, didn't sense. we just talk about this? Right. You know, it's, that makes sense, though. You have the three boys together. Right. They're brothers. They kind of sometimes do stuff together. Yeah. Sometimes. Who knows? So, so we'll meet you back here on Monday when we do the recap. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at pier54podcast at gmail.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.